Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can. Just go to patreon.com slash Canada EHX. You can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. In addition, you can donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking Donate. Every dollar you give helps keep the podcast going. Today, I'm speaking with Alan Doyle. And Alan Doyle is the lead singer and songwriter of a band called Great Big C. And he recently released a book called All Together Now. I had a chance to read this book, and there are some really funny stories in it. I really enjoyed it. There's, there's actually a really good story about a mixed-up hotel room that had me laugh uh, quite a bit. So I would highly recommend picking up the book. Alan and I talk about the book, various things to do with COVID and performing, and what's coming up. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's get right to it. First, how have you been doing uh, with COVID uh, the past uh, eight months? I've been spending a lot of time in this room. <laughs> <laughs> this is my home studio and uh yeah it's you know just trying to uh make jobs for myself you know and i've been lucky enough since the whole thing started to make a few fun ones did a did a cool record with some friends this uh songs from home record which is like a uh collaborative record i did with myself and the the once and the Anna sisters and fortunate ones and and rachel cousins and, and we all sort of recorded a record together over the internet and then, uh, and then, of course, I, I turned my attention to this book, and I wrote this book in the month of May, basically, uh, really just to, for, I mean, to give myself a, a project to make me smile, and then hopefully, think, thinking ahead to the fall, which is now, that it would maybe give other people a chance to smile. And it feels good. It's satisfying, like, to be creating mm-hmm. some content, you know, especially potentially joyous content uh, during this time. <laughs> I feel like people need it. Absolutely. Um, you kind of answered it uh, just uh, in regards to how, how the idea for All Together Now came about. And is the title, are you, are you referencing the Beatles song in that? Or is it just kind of, that's what you came up with? <laughs> no. I never thought of that. Uh, all Together Now is something I would say in concert all the time. You know, when I wanted people to join in, mm. you know, I'd say All Together Now. Like I asked people to sing. And, and it's just sort of a, a request or a command, if you will. But uh, the idea for the book really came from the guys at Doubleday, Random House Penguin, in Canada. And because they, uh, I was working on this longer book that involved some travel and some, uh, you know, some other, uh, uh, you know, travel back to England and Ireland and stuff. And of course, none of that was going to happen. So they asked if there's anything I could do quickly that they could put out in the fall that might be funny or joyous or what have you. And I said, man, I think I might be able to pull together a short storybook in the amount of time that we have. Uh, so, uh, yeah. And so I just sat down and started recalling some of my favorite stories that I might tell if we were in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now this is your third book, I believe. Uh was yeah. the move from songwriting to book writing, is it relatively seamless or do you kind of got to get your mind into a, a different headspace to, to write uh, longer, longer form things? Yeah, it's not, I don't find it the same at all. And, and the, my joke, and it's, it's only partly a joke because the hardest thing about writing a book is writing a book. And, <laughs> and the, 
you know, everything else I do in my life is a day or like a week long at the most, you know, or like mm-hmm. you do a whole record in a couple of weeks, you know, but you go, man, God almighty. Like you do a, uh, <laughs> you do, you do a book and you're sometimes you're at it for months. Now this one was different because it was quick. Uh, but it's a, it's a different mindset and a different set of skills, you know, and I don't really have, I don't, I don't say that because I have them. I say that because I acknowledge the people who do, you know, the, the, you know, that like there's certain like things that, because I'm also, you know, a performer for a living, right? You mm-hmm. know, and even, and so I, you know, I could stand on stage and tell these stories, I think, no problem. Uh, writing them on the page, you know, and having them read the way I would say them is a real different skill set altogether, right? You know, mm-hmm. like, and, and, and just little tiny things that I would have never imagined I would have to do, like, you know, like when I, if I stood on stage to tell a story about myself and four, you know, Polish guys in a van, I, 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 I could do their voices, you know, <laughs> you know, orally, but I, I don't know how to do it. You know, I had to teach myself how to do it mm-hmm. in in written form, you know, those kind of very specific skills that you don't realize till you get at it, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I grew up on a farm, so I'm very aware of the weekends where your father would say it's a work day and you would be getting up to do work. So my favorite story from your book was the basement digging one, because I can very much relate to that and, you know, getting up and working and you knew that it was going to be a long day. Um, So that was my favorite story, but what was yours? I don't know if I have a favorite now, honestly, because they're all memories for me. Right. And like, and some of them are quite unpleasant memories, you know, and yet they're funny, you know, like, you know, like threatening to, you know, to steal a guy's bird, you know, or some old friend is like, was not my proudest moment, you know? And, uh, but, you know, there was a couple of very fond things, you know, and, and even the opening story about meeting, you know, Gord Downey and Jeff Healy for the first times, yeah. even though I handled it very poorly in the end, it, uh, it, um, it, it was, it's cool. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's just all part of a lucky, lucky life. So I don't, I, I'd be lying if I told you, I had a favorite. I, I don't think I do. Uh, when when you kind of hear that, uh, you know, a musician or a rock star is making a, a series of stories from their life and their career, people probably think, oh, it's going to be, you know, a lot of, you know, the whole thing, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Uh, but then you have so yeah. many wonderful, funny stories, like the, the mixed up hotel room story and how you describe yeah. it in the slow motion. Like, I don't want to say too much because uh, people need to buy the book and, and, and read it because it, <laughs> yeah. it was so good. But how did you choose I what to write about? I thought I was going to die, man. <laughs> I, I, um, I bet. <laughs> I really thought I was going to die. And I cannot say that more plainly than that. in the, in that experience uh, in a Scottish hotel. Um, I, I, you know, I, I kind of really didn't spend a lot of time in the early parts of this book planning, which ones I would write. I would sit down and I would come up, just try to recall some of the stories, uh, just even in like in title form or in like, uh, you know, what can you like, or, or my wife or my bud would say, you should, man, you got to tell the story about the Scottish hotel room. I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. And like, and then I would, I would write like a paragraph about it and I would send it to one of the editors, you know, and I'd say, man, I have, I, I could tell this story and they'd say, that's great. And then I'd write it and then they'd help me tweak it if it was required. And then off we go to the next one. And in some cases, you know, I would, I had an idea that seemed funny and I wrote it and, and in the end it didn't fit or whatever. So we just cut a few, you know, and, and it's uh and we supplemented it with other stuff that, you know, a different idea. And, 
it, it, it was really, a, a, it was done so quickly that it was kind of a work in progress the whole way through because <laughs> we were up against a hard deadline. You know, I had mm -hmm. really had to have it in the, I didn't start it until the last day of April and I, it had to be in the first day of June. So I had <laughs> one month to write it. So <laughs> motor. Uh, you, you kind of mentioned it, but did you have to go to friends and family a lot and be like, okay, I need you to fill in the gaps on this story. I don't quite remember what happened here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a couple of times, uh, not not often, but a couple of times, because I didn't want the stories presented in that fashion, like like there mm -hmm. was some historically dead on accurate of what time of day it was, you know, blah blah blah. Is I, I wanted them more told the way I would tell them from the chair of a pub, you know, like and it's mm -hmm. just like at you know at eleven thirty on a Friday night, and you know, and if who cares what time of the day it was, you know, or if it was mm -hmm. January twenty sixth or twenty eighth. You know, and when you're in the pub, so it's a bit more liberating to tell stories that way. But there were a few, like the opening story about, uh, you know, with Jeff Healy and stuff in New York City. I, I spoke to Daryl from Daryl, who played in Great Big C for years, uh, about it a lot. And it was just to remind ourselves how it all went because the true, it was the truest way to tell it was the funniest way to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good way to start too. I really enjoyed that one. Um, yeah. Now you mentioned that you have a lot of stories. So if we're going to think of doing like a part two, all of the stories that you had to leave out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I certainly could because uh, my friends have actually, who've read it in the last few days or weeks have reminded me of a couple other ones that are, Oh man, I should have included that. Oh, yeah, right. We crashed Huey, Huey Lewis's dressing room. That's right. And uh, <laughs> I, I could have wrote that one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah I mean, it, I, you know what? My notion is like, is um, I'm happy to write books like this every so often because they're I can do them quickly I think and and you know they're a little easier than a fully researched mm -hmm. version like I've done before but well, I mean I don't know I mean I'd be lying to you if I said I had a plan for my my author career <laughs> I don't <laughs> I really don't <laughs> so I'm just I'm really just uh, I'm winging it man not gonna lie to you <laughs> uh, so you, you write the book it uh, it releases in the fall uh, a lot of the stories are a wide variety like I've said there's inspirational there's funny there's sad it, just wonderful stories so do you feel like these stories kind of help people you know as we get through kind of a crazy year kind of to, to read something and just kind of escape from the dumpster fire that 2020 can be sometimes well, that's my hope. I mean, it certainly was therapeutic for me to have a project to work on. And especially considering it was a project that I was working on that was recalling some of the more humorous missteps of my life more often than not. And the thing I've been stressing for people who haven't read it is like, don't, I hope you're not expecting a recounting of my greatest victories because that's not what it is at all. More <laughs> often than not, it's, uh, it's the greatest folly of my adult life. And um for my shame and your pleasure, basically. So, yeah, I think I, totally for me, it was joyous to write and I hope it's joyous for people to read. All right. And uh, kind of just switch gears slightly, but uh, tell me about Suppertime Sing Along. Oh, it's I'm just setting up for it right now, actually. Look at that. It's right there. <laughs> there it is. And there's my dog, Spencer. He's always asleep. Oh, my God. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. He was the star of the show most times. He just goes to sleep. <laughs> um, started doing uh, for this for our charitable foundation called the Dollar a Day, which is a mental health 
uh, an addictions charity where we collect a dollar a day from people who want to donate a dollar today uh, to support a mental health or addictions facility in your own backyard. Primarily as a call from Kids Help Phone, then in, in early in the fall, we started these supper time sing-alongs because they, supper time, uh, Kids Help Phone, uh, as soon as the pandemic hit, were receiving 400 times more calls than they normally did. Mm-hmm. So they were in trouble and needed help and we jumped as quickly as we could. And we started, we raised a hundred thousand dollars in the first week and we donated it to kids help phone. And then we just kept rolling. And in the winter we raised over half a million dollars for, for mental health and addictions facilities across the country. And uh, we just started again. We did one last Wednesday and in a couple hours, I'm doing another one here. And it's real simple. I just go on Facebook live. It's free. Come on over. And there's a banner. If you'd like to text to give, We'll take a few dollars or better again, if you want to sign up, go to a dollaraday.ca and become a full-time a dollar a day or give a dollar every day to help people who need help with mental health and addictions uh, uh, programs and, and services. And uh, my last question is kind of what, uh, it's hard to say because we don't really know what uh, the next year holds, but uh, what what is on tap for you in 2021? <laughs> That's an excellent question. I'll give you a million dollars <laughs> if I could answer uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, um, I, could, I can't believe it's, you know, basically December mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like we're going to be playing music in any fashion, at least until next summer, does it? You know, I mean, you know, I, I you know, in any meaningful full house kind of way, I, I, I think we'll be lucky to be playing outdoor festivals next summer in any large scale kind of way. So, mm-hmm. um, with the touring off the table, I, I, I'll probably be down here making up, making another job for myself somehow, <laughs> you know, uh, record another EP or, or, I don't know, you know, produce another record for someone else. I, you know, it's, I mean, I, I'm, I, stu- I stummer st- or, or stammer and stumble over that question when I've been asked it lately, because I find it terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like, like, to be honest with you, like I, nothing terrifies me like a blank calendar it does not suit me at all. Like, you know, I'm used to knowing where I'm going to be 18 months from now at mm-hmm. 10 minutes to eight. Like I know at it's seven fifty-five and March 18th of 2022, I'm going to be on the side of the stage at the house of blues in Chicago and uh, or whatever. Like, and I find great. I mean, some people look at that long-term sort of commitment or whatever. And it, I just, I find that comforting, you know, to, mm-hmm. to know that I have work in the arts for as long as I can see. And that's fine with me, but you know, but the short, the short answer is I don't know. Don't know something fun. I hope. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Alan Doyle. And if you did, please leave a rating and review. You can reach me at Craig at Canada, In addition, you can go to my website where you'll find hundreds of articles on Canada's history, as well as all my podcast episodes. Just go to CanadaEHX.com. And again, you can support the podcast by going to Patreon. Just go to Patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. Just like all of these wonderful patrons have. Phil Maynard, Pamela Elder, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Rois, Luke S., Vic Hedges, J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Spencer M., and Iris Gray. You can find me on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash CanadianHistoryX. I'm on Twitter, and my handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D. And you can find me on Instagram. Just find Bairdo37. Thanks. We'll see you again next time.